You're tuned into Cowl Fans, a popped-off podcast, the casual fans' home for Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from the first branded studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Alurimore. I'm Haller. And four more teams have been eliminated this week. Mm-hmm. After Atlanta. an exciting week of four Overwatch. Four Overwatch, <laughs> four more teams gone. The Atlanta Reign, the Los Angeles Gladiators, the Hangzhou Spark, and the New York Excelsior are all eliminated. Yeah, yeah. It turns out um, you really didn't need to be an analyst or anyone who has any kind of idea about Overwatch to have had a good playoff bracket or predicted how things were going to go. You just needed to know, you know, seven's higher than eight, six is higher than seven, and he would have got through this bracket okay. That's true. It's just um, for as topsy-turvy as this playoffs felt and full of surprises and upsets, it couldn't have gone more to the just, just the seeding. It was like every time we lost our seventh and eighth seed in the, in the very first round of losers, semis rolls around, we lose, our, we lose our fifth and sixth, then our fourth, and then... I was thinking, I remember predicting, spoiler alert, we're going to skip ahead, we'll come back, but <laughs> in the um, in the Shock-New York match, surely Shock has to lose now, otherwise Shock are going to break this because New York's the second seed. and um, But New York's Shock only the, the second third. seed in title alone. Yes, it is It is artificial second seed. In reality, they, became, they would have been third had they not been in the Atlantic division. So... In reality, everything is as it should be, which That's... is weird considering last year our bottom seed made it to the grand finals. This year, literally reversed the top two seeds. Still great. That's true. That's true. How much of that do you think has to do with not just the current meta, but the fact that the meta changed for playoffs? Um, immensely immensely it does feel like the teams who advanced the furthest were simply the teams who have been all year long adapting week to week the best and not even that i think this this meta in particular does play very similarly to goats i know everyone was calling the may reaper goats 2.0 or whatever dps goats whatever whatever joke you wanted to call it i think this meta plays a lot more similarly because even in the May Reaper meta, you still saw a lot of Hanzo, and Hanzos can still pop off, sure. right? And yes, Doomfist can pop off in this meta, but you almost never see it. It's almost everything in this meta is paired. You're pairing with halts. You're pairing accretions with things, right? Um, so when the Doom, most Doomfists, like with the exception of Libero, throughout all the playoffs, aren't getting solo kills. Everything is a team effort and a team movement, and everything has counters, too. Like, one of the reasons why the Titans and the, um, the Shock did so well is they were saving ults for, uh, to counter other ults and very particularly pairing ults together to do combos, which is a very GOATS meta thing. Yes. And one of the big failings, especially of New York and the Spark, where they were not doing that. Um, IDK in particular almost never was using Sound Barrier, was 
feeling like he was getting his sound barrier forced by the aggression of the other teams before Flux would come out. And so then, let's say, like, when their game against the Shock, just, okay, you just used your ult. Now I know I get a free win with right. this Flux. So where Titans and the Shock would always be holding these ults. So the change of meta definitely helped, but the meta being a change towards something more GOATS-esque in how teamwork yes. happens um, definitely greatly benefited these two teams. I could not agree with you more. Something that I didn't send you in my notes, but I'm going to mention right now. Go for it. Yesterday's match casted by the illustrious Semler and Hex. Yes. We saw the return of a terminology regarding an alt that's not there. Semler has taken to calling Gravitic Flux a grav. <laughs> Do uh, you like it? No. <laughs> no. No. I'm interested in it because it should be called a flux. You cannot call it a grav. Because what if in ladder, in ladder play, so for our casual fans at home who are playing on the ladder, if you're not seeing the Arissa Sigma that you see constantly in the Overwatch League, the other most popular setup is Sigma Zarya. Mm. Grav Grav cannot happen. No. <laughs> These cannot be things we're saying. Double gravity. <laughs> so Zarya, are, Zarya was first. You've already been calling it Grav for two years. That's Grav. Call this Flux. You could be like Monte Cristo and make naughty references out of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Have fun. But not on our show. But not on our show. I don't think Monte Cristo would ever be allowed on our show. Doa could come. Doa <laughs> It's too bad, too. His insights are really great. I would really enjoy that. Yeah. It, it's his, uh, his, his wife's favorite caster is Monty, believe it or not. Mm. I do believe it. <laughs> hey, if he, can keep his, if he can keep himself reasonably clean while he's casting, I bet he could come over here. He could hang out with us. But would he want to? I don't know. We're all right. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think he'd want to. We just have to tell himself. him that we are some of his erudite friends and would like to invite him to our show, and then I think he would show up. Maybe. He likes he likes to talk about his erudite friends. What With, a rabbit like, trail. Baby goats jumping in the background. Those are what a treat. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so the NYXL meta, we called this an NYXL meta at yes. the beginning of the actual playoffs, right after the play in tournament was finished. The NYXL meta doesn't feel like it lasted. They were overcome by the Titans in a close match and then sent packing with finality in the game against the Shock. I think this is two parts. Um, the New York Excel meta excels. Oh, no. <laughs> on preparation. That's what New York does really well, especially when you're doing set plays like this. Mm. A week's worth of preparation is what you got to see in the Titans map versus two days of prep against the Shock. I think that was a big thing. Um, but the other piece that I did not like, which maybe was a decision for preparation, but I don't like the maps that New York decided to go to. Mm. Um, I think, like, these are maps that New York has already shown their cards on. Um, and 
Granted, Shock has shown their cards on them as well, which is why I think New York went there. They said, we've got a day. Let's prepare against the Shock on maps. We know how they play. Right. Um, I would have rather seen a New York that, A, went to more Bastion-heavy maps. So even though King's Row was all right, like, even though this was a 4-0, New York versus Shock was actually very close. Okay. Would you agree? I, I wouldn't call it very close. I would call it kind of close. I wouldn't have called it very King's close. King's Row was a, was a fight away from being a New York win. Temple of Anubis was a fight away from being a New York win. That went 5-6. That tied our all-time record. Yes. On that map as far as points go. All right. Um, All right. And then King's Row was... You already mentioned King's Row. Both of a... Well, I was going to go back and say it was a hole that right before C. So neither team cleared the map. Just very, very close games. Um, I wouldn't say until Rialto well, really got away. And New it, York looked better on control as well. It, I, I didn't, I didn't, I felt like it was, uh, I guess you could call, the, I mean, those two maps, I can't argue that they weren't close, but I didn't, I didn't feel like control was particularly close. Even though New York put up a definite fight, it felt like Shock was always in control of what was going on. Um, and then for Rialto, I mean, yeah. New York, they just walked in on New York and Rialto on their Yeah. Team. And New York's excels <laughs> at defense. There we go again. And they just let them in. Yeah. I, it's, I, I think by that point they were kind of boomed because the first two maps, I think they were incredibly close, and Shock was incredibly clutch. And I think one of the frustrating things for New York, and this reminds me a lot of the GOATS meta, is Shock's and Titans' ability to just clutch out fights. Right. And then the ability to also not let the other team clutch out fights. So one of my complaints, I already talked about these Lucio ults, right? Bad right. Lucio ults. So there's so many times that, like, Shock will get the first kill, and then New York will think that they recognize Shock's in a bad position. They're getting over-aggressive. They're trying to push into us and kill us off now that they got their pick. We're going to pop ults and punish them and catch them out. Sure. Would almost always fail. Mm. Every single time it happened. And you were just like, why did Mecco just use Flux? Why did Mono just put down his barrier? Why did Jonak just use... Like, every ult would be thrown in. Why did CBLB just blade there? Especially in the Titans match. Why did CBLB just use Death Blossom? was like the every map of the series you were asking yes. that question. Where yes. New York would get two picks, Stryker would use Death Blossom and get three. Yeah. They would always do that. Or New York would get two picks against um, Vancouver. They would somehow pull off a, a Hall um, Meteor Strike and get two or three as well. So their ability to just throw ults in at bad times and get value is just like how I remember these two teams in the GOATS meta. I, I think part of this, I think part of this has to do with how long those teams wait. New York waits, sees the first pick, expects aggression, and tries to preempt that aggression. Right. Those teams wait until the second pick a lot of times, which means they're already being aggressive, which mm. means now they're in the most forward position. So as long as we control, true, it feels almost like they're going, okay, who's a good sacrifice for the second pick? You are because you don't have an altar for whatever reason. Right. So that the rest of us can come around behind you and clean this back up. Right. So I guess that's a really good point. So I, New I, York was trying to counter aggression, 
where Titans and Shock just double down on the aggression that they already have. They just get more aggressive. Mm -hmm. So that's a good point. I so. think that might be why it does look so well. So New York, for all their being a defensive team, really, right. I think, needs to... They, we, we like to compliment them on their patience and on their right. waiting for their opening. They probably need to wait some in the in the moments where they're trying to capitalize on aggression that pushes them hits them first mm -hmm. they probably need to wait just a moment longer right be just a little more patient that way then when you come back it, they're really out of position they're not even kind of i mean they're kind of out of position when they get the first pick right because they've started pushing they're really out of position by the time they got the second one then you can really wrap around them and take mm -hmm. care of them and i think that was really just new york's play style as well they like to they like to um Oh, they're always looking to punish. They're, they try not to make mistakes, and they try to force the other team to make mistakes. But to go back to why I kind of dislike the maps they were choosing is New York looked the best still when they got to do their set plays. Like, their set play, their the crossfires they set up on um, King's Row. Oh, a, yeah. So sick. Like, again, like, we had these glimpses of brilliance. Um, I, I really liked a, lo a lot of their point A of Temple of Anubis as well. But like those were always where they looked best. And then when you stopped getting to the point where you could do these set plays and you got into the streets phase of King's Row, you got into point B of Temple of Anubis. Um, this New York just didn't look as hot. And I think you could have potentially had more set plays had you chose other maps. Like Numbani is a much more bastion heavy map. We, we literally saw them do a three-point overtime push on Numbani. It was amazing. The Titans. But they also, on that game, they waited to pick Numbani until the second time they had to go to hybrid after losing control. I don't know why this wasn't just your first point right away. Libero seems to have a good standing of King's Row, and I think that's why they do it, because he knows how to take flanks and get Moira's right. on that map more than any other, it seems like. But... Still, I think against the San Francisco Shock, this is something you could have exploited. And San Francisco Shock, throughout all of these playoffs, have not played Hanamura, and they have not played Eichenwald. You are, New York, you're a team that does set plays, but you can only have so many set plays. By the time we get to this Shock match, you even though these Bastion setups and these set plays that they have are hard to counter and can look really good, you know, you kind of know what they're going to do, right? Right. You've seen it already. They've shown the tape. New York could have set up something on Eichenwald, and Chuck wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. On Hanamura as well. Point B is wonderful for set plays. Set, point A is a little bit harder, but you can still definitely do it. But point B is very, very good for this sort of thing. So I feel like that would have favored New York a lot. But I think New York was scared to not to not be prepared for what Shock was going to do, and I think that fear was their undoing. They did the maps where they've seen the most tape on Shock and tried to counter that, where I would have liked New York, rather than trying to counter Shock, say, these are our strengths, we're gonna come out and surprise you with what you're doing and try to put you on the off foot. Um, so I guess I would have liked to see a little bit more gutsy calls yeah. with the map choice and try to say, we're a better prepared team and you're not going to know what to do about us, rather than we know you and we're going to try to counter what you're doing. Like, that's cool. But I, you have this opportunity to go to map that this team had literally never played. You take that opportunity. Yeah, agree. Especially if you're New York. So, 
At this point, New York gets beaten in both of the final games by Vancouver and by the Shock, but the intensity of these victories varies by a significant margin. They take yes. Vancouver all the way to seven maps. Shock 4-0's yep. them, although some of the maps are closer than others in the Shock map. Yes, and I, I think a big reason here as well is Shock's strategy, hard counters, New York. So New York, like one of the things in this, you were talking about similar in Hex's cast, something they brought up a ton were Mana's ultimates, right? Mm -hmm. And just how his superchargers were not good. That was a really common theme. You were hearing that a lot if you were watching this, brought this live. Um, New York uses their superchargers different than other teams. Liter other teams are literally just trying to get value out of it. New York uses it as bait. They put it out in the middle of the point to try to force the enemy team to come out of their corner and put themselves out in the open. Right. And New York is going to pounce on them. Like, if you see uh, Mono, he plays it like a mama bird. He puts that down and he sits on his egg. <laughs> <laughs> he puts himself right on it and says, come at me. And then Shocker, like, well, that's literally our game plan, is to come at you. And now I, you're trying to get us out of position, but you're out of position too and we're just going to rush you. Yeah. So it, it like really just it played into how the Shock liked to play. If you watch the Spark match as well, Gushui goes down a ton. They focus Arissa's. That's what, that's what Shock does. They really exploit tank, tank lines, Arissa's particularly. And well, yeah, because Arissa can't move her shield like the Sigma can. Yeah, exactly. And so they've, they've recognized that as their win condition. Um, Shock, or excuse me, Titans play a little bit differently. They're not as Arissa-focused. Um, but that's definitely the Shocks card. At least this past weekend it was. Yeah. Um, and that, that hard counter New York style of we use our Arissa as bait. They, it failed early. And once your, your, your entire style of play is we bait people into our Arissas and kill them. And it wasn't working against the Shock because that's literally what they wanted you to do. Right. It was, it was kind of over yeah. after that. But I think that's so... I say that to say you can't, uh, that was a hard counter of styles. I don't think that necessarily means it's going to be just a reflection. Mm. If, like that shock are that much better than Titans. So you're anticipating a close grand finals. You don't see Closer. a 4-0 coming up. Not a 4-0. Not a I think shocks still look red hot. Like this is, this is ridiculous. They had a golden lower bracket. They, they now hold not only the first longest map streak of all time, they now hold the second longest map streak of all time as well. And it's been done it's entirely well. in the postseason. What? Second longest of all time. No other team has done this. And they've done it in the postseason against the toughest teams. You can't even say, oh, it's an easy schedule. Literally, the only thing you could say is they haven't played Titans yet. That's it. That's all you could say, because otherwise they took out all the best teams. They took out teams in the playoffs. That's, that's what happened. You're not wrong. It's impressive. Hello? <laughs> and the Shock will ride that. Shock are really good yeah. at riding that kind of a thing. This is, and this is like a reflection of Stage 2 Shock as well. They come in. They're still learning the meta in Stage 1. They're pretty good. You could tell this is a team that's going to be good. They're not quite there yet. And then they lose that first map. That first finals, really, that, yeah. gr that grand finals. The stage the finals. stage finals. Um, and it's like, that's when you saw them, they're like, we hate this. 
and they, and then I think they just rode on the top, like your favorites in stage two. They were your favorites in stage three, and then they just got kind of got upset by the dragons. Um, and then they were your favorites in stage four as well. Most people, so they've just been number one basically the past six months. So then they came in here. They got they got hit on by the. Rain, yeah, and, and I think that was just like, out. oh, yeah, this happens. No. <laughs> does, <laughs> we don't do this. It does. And they just fired up. I think also Trichobin as a looks a ton better on the Sigma week one to week two. So there were some adaptations between some of their players. Striker week one to week two. Night and day. Um, but yeah, this is like, this is a team. They're just... They light up in these sorts of things. So if I'm Titans, I'm terrified of what I just of what I just saw. Um, but I think I again, watching Shock and Titans play versus other teams in the Goats meta felt very different than when these two teams matched up against each other. Like usually, a lot of smart ult usage. We're gonna save our sound barriers for your graviton or for your graviton surges or your diva bombs back in the day. Right. Like, you, they would always save those ults and they would just beat the other team. We can do this better than you. When they played against the Titans, they were like, we know you can do this, so we're going to use these ults in surprising ways. And then, and then it just became like, whoa, they're just ultimates all over the place. They're using like six ults in a fight in ways that don't really make sense. And somehow they're still getting value out of it and not being punished. So I'm expecting something like that out of these, these grand finals. I think it's gonna be a lot more nuts and this crazy high speed, fast tempo overwatch like we experienced in the previous stage finals and meetings between these two teams. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think we're all excited about it. Oh my gosh. It. This is, like what a treat that we get this. Like I was a New York fan, I was kind of cheering. Like I was cheering for New York, right? I really like this team. I love Sabiobi, we've talked about that on the show before, but the, the idea of New York beating Shock and not having Shock or not having Titans in the finals, in the grand finals, just felt wrong, right? <laughs> this whole season has been leading up to this. And it feels really good to know we moved away from GOATS. GOATS died in stage three, and then we literally implemented 2-2-2 two, two, two roll lock. So the entire rules of the game changed. And still, these two teams managed to come out on top. Like, that's the best possible scenario. Like, we already talked about, um, at near the end of stage four, how worst case, po worst case scenario, justice isn't in the playoffs, right? right? Mayhem doesn't have a chance when they're looking hot. Yeah. All these new teams are starting to look good, and they're not getting a chance to play in the grand finals. But, like, now we get to see, we went through these, this postseason, and even if other teams looked hot, these two teams are still the best. Maybe we didn't get the best possible postseason in general, but it looks like for dang sure, we're gonna get we, the best possible we got grand the finals. best possible grand finals. And we're getting to see the, I, I'm convinced, this is the greatest rivalry we've ever seen in the Overwatch League. Like, how blessed are we That's... to have this? Something that occurred naturally over the course of the yes. season. It's not something forced like the battle for LA, although that's been a great rivalry, like the Texas Texas rivalry, like these are still good. But nothing has been on this level. That's true. And we've seen like glimpses in like like Rogue versus Envious for like you OGs yeah. way back in the day, Lunatic High versus Runaway, sort of, but like it would never last season to season, and if you remember Apex seasons were pretty short. Right. So like Apex one through four is like the length of 
the Overwatch League, like one Overwatch League season. Right. And you saw a lot of shakeups. You had like Lunatic High versus Runaway was a big thing, then Runaway fell off, so it was more Lunatic High versus Kangu Panthera, and then Kangu Panthera fell off, and there's, who's GC Busan? And GC Busan versus Runaway, Lunatic High falls off. Right. So this is, they've stayed constant, stage to stage, month after month after month. We've had these two teams always performing at the top level, always having, maybe except that first initial meeting in like week three of stage one, have been insanely close matches. And what a treat to be able to experience that again. And they're close geolocated. Like, That's true. What? They're, they're the two Northwestern teams. It's, it's all true. Everything has come together in that this will always be, I think, the quintessential, like you look at um, baseball, like the Yankees Red Sox is like the quintessential rivalry in baseball. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if, ten, like a decade from now, we're looking back at this. And this is still the rivalry. Hopefully, we're still looking back and the Overwatch League is still going on. Um, yeah. But this is, this is like the quintessential rivalry. Like, and we're going to get really the first big moment. Of it, there's been a lot of moments, but this is when it's just going to be this pushed the, over the edge. This is this is the big thing, and I am so excited for it. Ugh, oh, it's, wait. it's been great. the The run of all of this, too, the way that Shock came down into the losers bracket and then yeah. plowed through it. It's like just it, been was, great. it wasn't just you couldn't have. I mean, they 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 make jokes on the watch point mm -hmm. desk about the script writers doing their job well. You really Honestly. couldn't even script it better than this. Yeah, because you could have just had the postseason being these two teams just dominating in the winner's bracket, meeting in the winner's final. But somehow we avoided them because of that loss. They never had to play each other in the postseason. So we're still looking forward to this match. Yes. It's not like we're just getting a rematch of it. This is going to be the first time it happens. That's super exciting. We had the drama of Shock falling into the lower bracket, and you're like, oh, crap. And then Shock is like, Shock activated. And then just four O's everybody like maybe that made for a little less exciting weekend compared to what we got week one that's true but in that's hindsight true. looking back and understanding that what shock just did is that incredible just this it, it's a really really great story even yeah. if it doesn't make for as great matches <laughs> story's awesome <laughs> it is a great story i'm so pumped so so in the interest of great stories in the interest of great stories Several weeks ago, Monte Cristo talking about things not being an anime oh, was turned into an anime. Well, that that happened before. That was in the preseason. It was. Was that the preseason? That was the preseason. That's you look oh, back just, at the original tweet. I just didn't tweet. see it until a while. January. Until, oh my goodness. <laughs> January well, of this year. I'm way out of it. I saw it. Yeah. So, I, I felt like just a month or two ago so. is when I finally saw it. Monty shows up this week to cast. Dressed in the same fashion as right. his anime self. So there was a Twitter video that was released back in the like in the pre season. I think was so, the guy's name. That may not be right. That's yeah. That's that is an anime. So I don't remember that. I think the guy's name started with like I don't remember. But um, either way, sorry guys. So they released this video where they basically there was a whole thing like I think he was on, it was on a um, like on a podcast or something I can't remember where Monty I said think it was just in his insight on, on esports or something yeah but he was basically just like Overwatch is not an anime and was kind of like bashing fans I think Houston fans particularly because that's just that's, that's, what, what, that's what Monty does he bashes Houston fans fans in general but Houston fans especially right um, 
And he's just like, Overwatch League is not an anime. And it's just it's something that, like, a lot of people just kind of latched onto. And it was, it was a popular, like, joke and meme on, like, Reddit and Twitch chat, right? Like, Overwatch is not, not an anime. And so this guy decides he's going to turn this into an anime. So he turns Monte Cristo into an anime character caricature of himself and he just says like he says the exact yeah. line that's been being quoted since yeah the said overwatch it. league is not an anime villains can and often do win if you're bad yep. you'll get cut all those kinds of things yep and then so they and now monte cristo on what i think is his last broadcast because i'm expecting uber and x at grand finals so i uh, think that doa we, tweeted that they will be at the grand finals i think every caster is going to be there but will well, they be cast i think i think them and uber mr x are casting because it's an abc broadcast and remember abc likes to get their oh, own feed oh right i, I think, forgot about i think we're that. getting two sets of casters depending on what oh, you're watching you, i think you might be on to something i might be um, anyways yeah so but his last last broadcast at Blizzard, the Blizzard Arena, and so he wears the same outfit. He particularly goes out of his way to acquire clothing to match the anime version of himself, so he could wear it on the final broadcast at the Blizzard Arena and take a picture in like the same spot. He where actually the anime redid character the video. Was. Yeah, and then redid the video the next, like later that day. It was amazing. <laughs> People are telling him that he hates fun, and Monty is a lot of fun. Yes. You are wrong. Mm -hmm. Not to sound like Monty, but that's not correct. He likes fun. <laughs> Sometimes Monty can say cruel or hurtful things and take fun too far. But he likes fun. He does like fun. <laughs> it's true. And and if playoffs haven't been fun, if playoffs haven't been fun for you in general from the teams, stuff like this should have been fun. The yeah, fact that, that was a fun little thing. The fact that Uber and Mr. X's final cast the in gold, the Blizzard Arena the in the shirts. Golden State against the two final <laughs> the Golden, Golden hoodie State too. teams. I love that he was still in a hoodie. In gold clothes. I just, I loved that. You know, you had California, the Golden State, you had yep. the two California teams that were there, yep. and it was their last cast in this California and arena. And then the team from the Golden State with the Golden Gate got a golden lower bracket. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> The, the, the tweet later about where do you even buy a gold hoodie is one right. of my favorite. That, I think Puggett tweeted that. Yes. Where did you even get this? And then this? they talked about it on Watchpoint, too. So he was like, where where do you get a gold hoodie? Like, I, at least, like, the gold, like, button-up, I kind of, like, yeah. I'm not super surprised that that exists. Especially from But, like, from the Uber. golden hoodie? <laughs> I just, I just, so there's been lots of fun to be had, yeah. whether you enjoyed the games or not. Yeah. And we are looking forward to Grand Finals. We are not going to get too much into what we expect from the Grand yeah, Finals. because we got a whole nother week. So there's no Overwatch this week at all. Mm -hmm. It's just a break before the Grand Finals. That's correct. So next week we'll talk about what we expect to see from the Grand Finals. But what I do expect to see from uh -oh. the Grand Finals is that what no matter doing? what, I think the team that works the hardest is probably going to be the t team that wins. Because you know what they say, Alurimore. I don't. I don't know what they say. Ardvark pays off. <laughs> Where did you get that? I got it from the, um, there was a Labor Day sale on Blizzard. And it was, this was like normally $80, but it was like 15 bucks. <laughs> and I knew I could do this 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 exact moment. So if you are a listener and are not looking at this screen, I have a replica Torbjorn hammer. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and I didn't tell a learn more. <laughs> he did not. 
I'm a little mad about it, <laughs> honestly. It was good. Uh, Hold it well, and, oh, oh. and close out the show. Yeah, that's the one annoying thing. This oh. comes off. Oh my, you should glue that back down. Is it supposed yeah. to come off? I don't know. It looks like it was glued. It's not supposed to spin. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll talk about that more in depth next episode. Yes, we will. So that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in. want to give a big shout out to Poptoff, who helps us with our graphics, but not with our props. <laughs> Please remember, we're available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. We would love for you to come check us out and share us with your friends. Make sure you follow us on socials. I highly recommend Facebook and Twitter. We're at Cowl Fans. C-O-W-L Fans. Follow us individually, too. Yeah. So, that's that. I'm Allurimore. I'm Haller. And we will see you next week. Ah! Molten core! <laughs>